welcome to Take Him With You, episode number 144. For November 6th, 2011, I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And you're listening to the Take Him With You podcast, the podcast that's spiritual, not religious. Haven't said that in a long time, have I? I'm not sure. I haven't kept track. You haven't kept track. Okay, Mm -hmm. great. Well, anyway, today's going to be a great episode. Uh, It's part two of our interview with Pastor Carista Lewis um, from the Connection Church in Aberdeen, Washington. Plus, we're going to talk about some fun things that happened this last week. I'm I'm getting ready for my big Star Trek gig. I'll talk about that. We're going to play some fun music and lots more. So stick around. likes you at all (laughs) no i don't like you either (laughs) i love that that is so great that's good writing yes because it's not much dialogue and because george lucas didn't write all the (coughs) dialogue (laughs) i'm jen and i'm angela and when you're not listening to this glorious podcast We would love to have you listen to ours, the Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Well, another crazy week at the Moyers' house. All sorts of things from birthdays to art shows to uh, crazy dogs and everything else in between. And my mom's crazy cat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how are you doing, Aim? Well, I've done better. (laughs) You've done better? Okay. I had a pretty good week other than I've been fighting something, sinuses or a cold or something yucky. We sure had a good dinner for your birthday. We did. And you actually picked the place to go eat out because you knew that I liked Mexican food. It's true. And that was a sacrifice for you. you No, it wasn't because I ordered a steak. (laughs) Yeah, but you said that was one of the best steaks you've ever had. Best meal I've had in a long time. It was really yummy. And and um, I think I figured out a way to get you to take me out to Mexican food more often. Split that dinner with me. Yeah, and I, you know, you're not as big into the rice and beans and tortillas, and I can make a meal out of that because I kind of like simple food without meat. Sure. And you could eat the meat part, and then we can share the vegetables. Great idea. I think it sounds like a plan. Sure. Yeah. So we're doing the podcast today, and Hoshi, our cat, mm-hmm. the mother cat of the two boy cats that we have, is sitting with her arms in the sphinx position. Yes, on the couch, staring at us with squinty eyes. She's ruling the roost. She's at the top. She's at the top matriarchal, matriarchal, uh, whatever on the flat surface. That's what they do. Yes, she's pride she's rock. Being yes, yeah, she's um overlooking her realm. Yeah, and then of course we have our dog with us that uh, 
never ever slows down, right, Jade? Well, no, Jade. she. Well, she was actually being mellow right then. She Jade wants to come say hi. She usually Aww, say hi to everybody. The majority of our podcast, she usually lays on the couch hi. next to us while we podcast. She's been very fun lately, except that now she does this weird thing when you're you're out of town once a week. Um, for work. For work. And uh, now Jade is naughty. The night that you are gone, she gets up in the middle of the night and gets into the garbage and chews things. Yes. I, I, get it. I think she gets anxiety when I'm gone because I'm a calming factor for her. I'm a calming factor. <laughs> what? You're not a calming factor. Yes, I am. There's not much calm about you. She's looking at me. She just even crawled around my chair. Even when hi, you sleep, hi, you're noisy. You know, that's odd, though, that our dog is a girl. <laughs> our dog is a girl. I'm ignoring you. Our, our dog is a girl and has uh, a beard. She has a beard with really nice uh, and it whiskers. Felt weird. She, she had a beard. a beard. And you have a beard. That's I'm looking from, at her right in her that's eyes. From you have a beard. Tales, by the way. And what does she do? She licks me when I say that. Yes. I was thinking, it's Saturday. I don't have to go to work today. Nope, you don't. Um, so why don't I sleep in? You did. Well, kind of, except for Jade gets up. Jade is our dog. Jade, yeah. She she um, climbs on top of me while I'm trying to sleep, and she licks me just like right now. She just came over and did that for you while yes, you're talking. Yes, because she knew I was talking about her. That was her yawning. Did you hear that? Yeah, she does the cutest yawns. Okay, enough about talking about stupid pet yes, talk. Yes, Our listeners have. are like, oh, get on with it, would you? And my mom got a kitty, so when I, the you last talked about that weeks, last time, yeah. I've slept at her house. I have the door open to get heat in the guest room. And then the cat jumps and on the you. Cat, but this time, it slept about three quarters of the night and only did kitty rodeos on top of me about a fourth. So it's getting better. It's getting better. Yeah. You're yeah. St- I don't know about this cat staring at me, though. Oh, she's staring <laughs> at me with these big, weird eyes like, I'm going to eat well, your kidney. She was, <laughs> she was kind of upset at me because um, I took her out of the the office chair, computer chair. And you um, sat in it. Yeah. I said, well, if you want to do the podcast, Hoshi, you can. Yeah, but she just, doesn't talk but, much. No, she just glares. She yeah. she controls with fear and intimidation. Yes, she does. <laughs> She's a cat. So this week, uh, not only did we celebrate your birthday, but um, our we went out shopping with money that you got from your son. Mm-hmm. And I have a beautiful locket that um, I'm going to says from all of us on the back. Yeah, even though I picked it out, but it says "Mom" on the front. That's and cute. It's a heart shaped locket. And you're going to put a picture of the kids in there, right? I want pictures of the kids. Mm -hmm. I'm not much of a jewelry person, but I But you got your HP thing, too. Yeah. The kids got me a tablet. I did, too. And my husband got me the tablet. And our friend, Buddy Van Brunt. Yeah. Who works for HP, who ordered it, and I bought it from him. That was really sweet of Buddy. Thank you, Yeah, thanks, Buddy. I guess that's not really his real name, but we always call him Buddy. We call him Buddy. He he understands. Yeah. Yeah, so I got that. I also got a Kindle cover, and the, those were gifts I got really early. And then, um, and then, yeah. I got and then all you wanted to do was come home and watch TV. Yeah, Gosh. I'm sorry. I'm not much of a partier, Whatever. especially with working and fighting a head thing. I just wanted to come home and if turn on talk, my electric blanket. Talking softer, nobody's even gonna hear. I think I'm talking loud. You aren't talking talking loud. loud. You just started mumbling there. I'm sorry. 
So that was <laughs> that was a, a crazy week. Now, as yeah. you've been doing that, I have my work week consists of rehearsing and getting ready for the big Star Trek gig coming up. And I'm I'm hoping that I'm over this head thing before we go over the passes. I okay. That would not be fun. Yeah, I don't even want to think High about elevation. that. We're just gonna go. Gonna Ear go. pressure, that kind of thing. So I'm doing six songs and a comedy routine, and it should be very fun. Got most of the stuff worked out. I've been practicing the songs every day and re-singing them and rearranging them because I have to rearrange them, you know, because mm-hmm. I want it to sound really good. And and the fact that I lost all of my original content on a hard drive somewhere that I can't find. Well, you had a couple hard drives crash, too. Yeah, so. I had most everything back up, but I didn't have that. Yeah, it happens. <coughs> but so you I'm know doing what? S- I think they're even better than before, especially your cow- robot cowboy song. The robot cowboy song? Yeah. I you want to hear? Here, let's play a little bit for everybody. I'm going to actually put this one on iTunes and people can purchase it. Um, I will I will do it. I'll just do a little bit of it. And you can hear what the new version of Robot Gunslinger Cowboy sounds like. All right, here we go. All right. Growing up, we lived a long way out of town. So I made up a world that I could live in. Dog was my partner and I ran the show. If you were lucky, I'd let you win. I wanna be a robot, gunslinger, cowboy. I wanna be a robot, gunslinger, cowboy. I wanna be a robot, gunslinger, cowboy, like your Brenner. What do you think? I think it's a cute song, even though it is about robots killing robot thieves. gunslinger cowboys. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something about it. I think I, I think all of us at one time or another want to be a robot gunslinger cowboy. Okay. I I do. Okay. Don't you think? I don't know that that was ever really one of my desires as a child. Yeah, well, it should have be been a robot gunslinger cowboy. If you watch this movie, you'd want to be one. No, I watched the movie, and I didn't really care for the movie. Yeah, Westworld was the name of the I, movie. It was kind of violent and, and weird. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't recommend that So movie. that that the <laughs> new song that I did, the, the, the reimagined version of the song, is actually done all on the iPad. Yeah. Which is, you know, that that instrument or, or computer has allowed me yeah. to... Um, do some pretty awesome stuff. And now I'm going to say for the first time in front of everyone okay. that I'm going to be releasing a couple of singles coming up on iTunes That because I now have that ability to do that. <coughs> One of them is going to be the Robot Gunslinger Cowboy song. Mm-hmm. And then two or three are going to be a, a precursor to a new album that I'm going to be working on, um, which is, I'm not sure what the name of it's going to be yet, but it's going to be like Stargazer 2. Okay. So people will be able to get like some more chill acts and music from Rick Moyer. Woohoo! Uh-huh. But you'll get it before Christmas. That's uh-huh. what it, my goal is that um, when I'm done with the Star Trek gig is mm-hmm. to get the probably three singles put out on iTunes and people can download them, give them as gifts and stuff like that for Christmas. Do you think that you could uh, make a chill acting Christmas song? 
Um, you're going to have to be louder there. Do you think you could make a chillaxing Christmas song? I've made a lot of chillaxing Christmas songs. Do you have any on iTunes, though? I don't. I'd have to make up one because you can't use the ones that are already existing unless I pay for the... Well, there are some in public domain, some of the older hymns that you could... Sure. You could... Okay, you I'll, you do that research and I'll sing a couple of those for you and I'll put it on iTunes for Christmas. Oh. Maybe I'll do a, a sci-fi Christmas song. A sci-fi Christmas song. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, you've done a sci-fi Easter special, so... Beam me down for Christmas. I'll beam down for Christmas. Just you wait and see. Okay. You know, though, um, I did choose <laughs> on, the, on the program, even though it's in November, I'm, I'm speaking on November 17th and doing the concert, I am going to do some Christmas music at it because I'm doing Trekmas music. Trekmas music. And guess what? Uh-huh. I have been practicing those a lot. And so just for fun, yesterday, okay. I put on the soundtrack for Have Yourself a Hairy Little Creature. Uh-huh. And I sang along with it. Yeah. And this is what it sounds like. You ready? Uh-huh. You could actually hear the practice song that I did. This is me singing alive right here on our podcast. You ready? A hairy little creature Let your tribbles mate From now on That purr will make you feel Real great Have yourself A hairy little creature There's no eyes or ears Tribbles keep on giving all throughout the year So here they are Just a ball of him or her, just it. Oh, Klingons hate, but hey, they're great. I must have on my Christmas list. Through the years, they multiply together. As the quadro triticale allows. That's got to be my most fun thing to ever sing. Quadro triticale. Fancy yeah. word for wheat. Yeah. Russian wheat, I believe. Russian wheat. Yes. So what do you think there? Do you think I'm going to be uh, crooning them at the at the oh, concert? definitely crooning. <laughs> definitely crooning. I love doing like Vic Fontaine sounds, you know. It's just... So, yeah. Have yourself... Yeah. So what's this deal about you transforming our living room into a stage? Well, see, in order to, because I don't have access to a stage anymore, I'm going to actually turn our front room into my, so that I can practice actually performing the songs. Because whether people realize it or not, when you're in the studio, you have a microphone in your face, you're sitting down, it's just not the same 
as standing in front of a group of people and performing the song. So to get a feel and to practice what it's going to be like in front of people, mm -hmm. um, you basically set up a stage area in your, well, I do in my house. Most people would do it in their studio or somewhere, but I don't have a studio per se. Well, you have a studio The back in of the house. living room. Well, so yeah. I'll set it up with a microphone on a stand and... Uh, and get my guitar ready to go and plug my iPad into the soundboard, get a couple speakers, and I'll be able to uh, rehearse. Yeah. <laughs> what are you looking at me like that for? Oh, I don't, it, no, it's fine. You know, I'm gone for work most of the week, so I yeah. guess you can take We can't over. hear you anyway, so. Um, you can't hear me now. There you go. Uh, um, the only thing is, what's Catherine do about school? Maybe if you gonna... move the microphone in front of you, because this is a, not, this is a directional microphone you're using today. Isn't it like this? Why not? Oh, I should just have. There you go. It. That's way better. Um. So Catherine does her school online. She might have to do it in her bedroom for oh, the, she'll be the fine. week. She'll be fine. I get her singing all the songs anyway. It's pretty funny. Yeah. She's, she's kind of a hand. She doesn't know the real words to have yourself a merry little Christmas. <laughs> I know. All my kids know the Star Trek versions. Have yourself. Oh, hairy little creature. Now you wow, know why I'm not on. a background singer. Sing it, Amy. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. No, I. It, I in here a, comes Enterprise. Here comes Enterprise right through the Milky Way. On a good so day. and check off our going to warp. I don't know. But on a good day, I'm not a good background singer. And today is definitely not a good day. Today is not a good day. It's not a good day to die. Hoshi, today is not a good day. So do you think that we should get into our yeah, um, we probably should. interview because yeah. we're just kind of waffling long? Oh, speaking of waffle on, uh -huh. our friend Meds and Kel have a, a awesome podcast called Waffle On. Yeah, I heard Kel just got married. Yeah, he did. Congratulations. Went on a honeymoon in Mexico, Mexico. So he, he came all the way from the UK to Mexico. Well, I mean... I guess people from here will fly clear to France for or London for a honeymoon, so I guess it'd be the same idea. Not yeah. that well, not that we live in Mexico. We went camping for our honeymoon, basically. <laughs> we went up to Mount Rainier. That was a long time ago. <laughs> I was I was back in the back in the eighties. Well, we, it wasn't exactly <laughs> camping. My uncle when had Cindy a, Lopper was famous. <laughs> Yeah, my uncle had a cabin at, at Mount Rainier that we stayed at. Miami Vice was on TV. <laughs> yes, it was. Sorry. Yes. Um. So. So, any other TV any TV programs that you've been enjoying before we get into our interview with Carista? I don't think any that we haven't talked about before. No, no. I we watched Grimm again. Yeah, I'm you not don't like it, but so I do. Sure, it you know it's an interesting concept, but it's a little gory. You know, it it just had a a tad bit of sci-fi original movie in it this last week where uh -huh. uh, this well. Okay, wait, wait, wait! Don't be spoiling it for people. Anyway, it was a little gruesome and a little gory, and I'm not quite into that kind of thing. No, not you're not. All. But I'll, I'll tell you why I kind of like it. It is original, though. I kind of like it because, yes, number one, it is very original. Mm -hmm. Number two, the way they're doing it um, is quirky. And, and it, if, if they did it completely deadpan serious, I might not watch it because it gets it borders. Now, nobody throw things at me, but it borders kind of on a demonic kind of feel to it yeah, if, if it, it does. doesn't have the humor. But the humor yeah. to me 
counteracts that. It makes it kind of quirky. And so they've got, I'll, t- I'll explain to you. They have this guy named, uh, who's a Grim, um, down from a generation of Grimms. And they basically they say like that, Grimm's fairy tales, that Grimm's. the fairy tales had an element of truth to them. And mm-hmm. so they're like these guardians or protectors, and they, they protect the human race from... The, but not from all of these demonic creatures. Just, just from the, some of them. The ones that are extra evil. Not the nice demonic creatures. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you it understand what we're saying. But 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 the But the reason that I think I kind of like it a little bit, which is really odd for me, because this is not the kind of thing yeah. that I would usually watch, um, is because they've got this actor in there that is one of the bad guys, but he's not really a bad guy. Yeah. And he's humorous, and he interacts with the main guy. I think it's very I, funny. I think without him, it wouldn't the show be. I don't think I would like dud. it. Yeah, I wouldn't like Total it. Total dud because the guy, um, he's been in other shows too, where he played kind of a crazy guy. Yeah, he has. He plays crazy really, really, really well. well. Yes. And I, I don't want to give away too much, but he is a. Um, he plays a werewolf <laughs> in this show, and um, but he gets roped into doing things he doesn't want to do. But, and... but he's trying to be kind of like a vegetarian well, werewolf. Right, right. He's trying to act good, and, even though he's um, bad. You know, tries to stay away from girls in red coats and things. Because yeah, uh, because like little red riding hood. That's, yeah, that's a temptation for him. So he's trying to avoid temptation and yeah. be a good, like normal person. Yeah, kind of. But it, it's very odd. But I yeah, think, I, I, I don't think recommend the show, show to people that would get now, especially for little people kids, with young children. Yeah, not a, not would, a little kid no, show. No, it, I would not recommend it. For and if you ha- if you get disturbed kids. by like like uh, zombie images, it, and it is very it is scary. It sometimes. is very demonic, really. I don't I think. I mean, as far as the transformation from human to animal, okay, yeah, and okay. things like that. Well, yeah, it looks kind of like a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, it, it's pretty. Gruesome. Especially that one character. <laughs> I don't even like what she looks like. It's crazy. The, oh, oh yeah. yeah, she's gross. Yeah, the blonde chick. Yeah, Ooh, you just said the blonde chick. Are you? Never mind. No, I mean she was just she was just seemed pure evil. Yeah, she's yeah. I think you're supposed yucky. to think that too. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. that's the now uh, the other one is Once Upon a Time, another fairy tale one, and I haven't watched the second one. You did. What did you think of the second one? Another one that's going to be on tonight. Yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, I probably would give it like three out of five stars. I haven't, I haven't said it's my very favorite, but I, I'm going to give it another shot. Okay, I'll tell you one of the series though this season that is just knocking it dead is Psych. That is the most funniest show ever on the USA (laughs) Network. It is so hilarious. I think Psych and Chuck. Are some of our family favorites? Yeah, I think Kathy that and I, the Mentalist is really good too. Yeah, yeah, the Mentalist is. I like the I lead really actor. Like, I really like it. Um, it it's good. I think it's really comparable to Psych, and probably because Psych it's is funnier. I'm but sorry, Psych, Psych is, is the most funnier. funny thing. Ever. My son just bought Goldfish and named them Sam and or Gus and Sean. Yeah, they're goldfish. cute. Goldfish. I thought yeah. they were getting beta fish. They got goldfish. Uh, they look like huh? goldfish to me. Okay. And then they might get another one called Juliet and Lassiter. Oh, that would be hilarious. Yeah, that those are they're just fantastic characters. But this season, out of all the seasons, is the most funny thing I've seen. I just couldn't. Every single show has me just 
hysterically laughing and that's hard to do well maybe not you know um, while we're on this subject of our son we talked about our daughter-in-law having the art show didn't we no oh we didn't we no. need to cover that yeah last night well yes it wouldn't last be. night okay. yeah last night when we we're recording it but um friday night we went to an art show um called the fall gala and it, I followed the fall gala, and my daughter said, no, it's not a gala. It's, it's a, a gala. gala. I think it can be pronounced either way, depending on where you live. Whatever. Your dialect. Um, so, hey there. You're going to the 2011 fall gala. Yeah. So we She went, had her artwork in She had her show. artwork at the community college here, and there's probably about Gosh. 20 or 25 artists that had their Oh, yeah, but it was full display. of people there last it night. It was very full, very nice. But the big news for my son and daughter-in-law is they got their heat turned on in their house yesterday, so they were that, warm. I don't think anybody cares. Well, I was excited for them. You know, you have these milestones that you get excited for your kids about, and... <laughs> And the fact that they now have heat in their <coughs> rental house. Although I'm very I'm pleased very about that. About I'm it. more excited <laughs> about the fact that she had a really awesome artwork in her have, show. And if you go to Rick's Facebook page. And um, my YouTube page. There's um, videos. That's Facebook.com slash Rick And pictures Moyer. of. Um, and YouTube.com slash Rick Moyer 777. I, I don't know. My mother or her mother. Yeah, um, yeah. Described her artwork as industrial art. I don't think so. Because a lot of the time she she paints um, telephone poles and wires and things, but they're really cool. No, when there's you only see a them. couple of those. No, Especially I would I would classify Ivy's art as it's like looking at something that's electric, but there's no power in it. In other words, they don't plug. They, she doesn't plug them in. But they, you would swear that she has electricity going through yeah, the paintings. They're they, so you know, lifelike and neon and real. You know real. how Thomas Kincaid is a painter of light? They call him that, painter of light, because he'll have little cottages and you'll see the light coming out the windows. Well, my daughter-in-law is a painter of light, but in a natural way. No, I don't so, think so. I don't think it's in a natural way. I think she... Well, in some of her paintings, she does. But yeah, seriously, out of all the... Maybe I'm... Maybe I, Well, maybe I'm more... You know, I don't. Maybe I'm more biased than others. But at the art show, I thought hers was on a real different level than well, a lot of them. Very unique, very real, but in a good way. But in a good way. Like one of her paintings was a solid black night, but a road scene. Like if you're going through road construction later. So at if night, your headlights would hit the reflective stuff, that's what was bright. Yeah. And everything else was dark. It was really cool. It was really cool. One of my favorites. And as then a matter there's fact. some that are like. Um, like stormy days, but you see the light coming mm -hmm. from behind the clouds or just very unique where the light really is the star. Mm -hmm. um, but like I say, it brings it to life. It looks like to, it's electric. Yeah, you have to just So go, go look, look at the at pictures the that I took of it. And yeah. you can go to her artwork at ivymoyer.com. That's ivymoyer, I-V-Y-M-O-Y-E-R.com. Mm -hmm. And um, if you have flash on your browser you can see that all of her mm -hmm. stuff it's really good and and really i was looking at how much she's charged she's not charging enough for her stuff i know because it's it's really nice stuff and, yeah. and she's i mean you can pick up a deal well and one thing that was interesting is i think she was the only artist i like her using, some of her artwork i know she was if the, i was rich i would buy it you interrupted again Sorry. she was the i think the only artist there that was painting with oils 
that almost all the others were watercolor or yeah. acrylic. Yeah. And um, I I used to paint with oils and really like that medium. So I think that's really cool that she's carrying that on. So I agree. And so they have very heat impressive. in their house now. <laughs> Great. Fabulous. So go check out ivymoyer.com. Yeah. And you'll like her stuff. It's really cool. I'm I'm doing a sale on my artwork right now. I sold um, three pieces now of mm -hmm. my window frame stuff. And right now people can get a really good deal. I'm 40% off on all my window frame stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'll even ship it across the country, even to other countries if they want. So if you want one of my pieces of artwork, you can go to artbymoyer.com. Yeah. And uh, right now a big sale on it. So, And that's how we make our living is doing art and music and and podcasting and voiceovers and slideshows and everything else. Yes, indeed. Okay, so that's enough of what's going on in our house. We could talk forever. Uh, I I think so, except for my voice is almost gone. So we should go on to our recorded interview. Okay, let's go with part two of our interview. Now, let me set it up. This is uh, our pastor, Carista Lewis, who is uh, a wonderful young lady that is... Um, really good at communicating about spiritual things, mm -hmm. God in particular. And uh, she is right now currently, I think she's getting her master's degree in, is it theology? Is that what she's doing? Um, some kind of, yeah. I think is it her so. master's? Yeah, she's working on her master's. Yeah. And I think she talked, was it at church or was it here that she wants to go on and get her doctorate? Right, right. Yeah, I think she was talking about here on, on, yeah. the, on the interview we're going to hear. She but, wants to uh, kind of she is the way for it, more women to be able to right, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. She but she's the lead pastor at, at Connection Church, which is a uh, little church over in in, a, in the town that we live in, and it's kind of a different type of place. It's uh, well, we'll ask her why she does things different and how she does it different, mm -hmm. and you'll get to hear a little bit about how she does it different. Uh, but it was a really good, great interview. Highly recommended that you stick around and listen. It's very encouraging, and maybe challenging a little bit. Okay. It is. <laughs> so Sorry. without any further ado, this is part two of our interview with Pastor Carista Lewis right here on Take Him With You. Well, hello, everybody. We are in the studio today with our good friend and pastor, Carista Lewis. This is our part two of the interview where we talked last week on women in ministry and the controversy that surrounds it. We got a little bit of background on Carista and where she's come from and kind of a little bit of her vision. Uh, but today, we're going to take it up right from a story that she was telling. We had asked the question, why do you lead church differently than the traditional church model? And by that, why is it? Why does it look a little bit different when you come to the Connection Church? Because she's the pastor at Connection Church. Why does it look different than your, let's say, your normal average church in America on a Sunday morning? You walk in and all the guys are in charge, and and uh, and you've got this certain, you know, you got to dress up a certain way. Tell us. The, t let's start over on your story. And by the way, Amy's here. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> And so am I. Yes, I'm here. But Carista, why don't you share with us just a little bit more and, and finish the story so we're all wanting to know what happened. Okay, part two. Well, um, when I was 16 or 17, I uh, 
like I said last week, I was a jeans and t-shirt kind of girl and I still, I still am. Um, but I would go to church in jeans and a t-shirt. Like that's, I was a grunge kid, you know, I plaid all sorts of flannel as many. Yeah. It's the Northwest and it was the 1990s. Let's go there. Um, and so, um, I remember being told by someone, um, that I was dishonoring God and that I was not, um, really being true to being who a Christian is supposed to be because I didn't dress up because I wore jeans to church. Now, how did they, they came up and said that to you? Yeah. Um, it was in a context of a a class, um, setting. And so, um, it was, it was really difficult for me because, and this is, I realized later why at that time, um, I just wanted to be like, well, that's just not right. right. Whatever. Um, it doesn't matter what I wear, you know? Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. You want a piece of this? Come yeah. on. Let's fight yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, but at, at 16 and 17, I also was really struggling, um, with depression and, um, I was suicidal and I was seeking God and I knew that I needed him to intervene in my life. But I, looking back, I understand why I reacted the way I did to that comment because at that moment, that person put another barrier between me and God. The way I dressed was now not um, enough and acceptable to him. And I already um, dealt with that feeling of inferiority and that feeling of like, I'm not good enough. I can't do enough or earn enough or be enough for God to accept me. And the truth is, is that none of us can earn it. I do believe that we are saved by grace through faith. Um, and it is a free gift that I can't do anything, um, to get it to be for me. It already is. And so, um, at that point though, at 16 and 17, um, that was really hard. That was a hard thing for me to think that because I wore jeans, which I wore every other day of my life, um, I wore them to school. I, you know, but to wear jeans to church was now this huge like sin issue of God not couldn't accept me. It just felt wrong and it seemed wrong. But now looking back, I understand that part of it was that I already felt like I was not good enough. And to tell me and to put another barrier between me and Jesus when in that time, what I needed was for someone to say, you are worthy. You are loved. You are worth more than you even know you are valuable because I was in a a really dark place and to make my clothing choice the reason that I shouldn't you know that I should change to become like everyone else at the church or or everyone else in that room um because then that meant I was honoring God just seemed wrong and weird um and so that kind of stayed with me to be honest with you I um I love just being very relaxed. I am, I'm an introvert at heart. I like to be alone, which is such a weird thing to say when, when I'm you're a pastor. called as a pastor. Yeah. yeah. But that's how I know. <laughs> I know that's it's part of how I know that it's the Lord yeah. and not me yeah. is because it's not the natural choice for me. Right. The natural choice was not to go, I'm going to speak. I'm going to be in front of people. I can communicate. Um, and I, I feel like that's a gifting that the Lord has given me, but it wasn't natural to me at that place. And so to say that, you know, because of this, you're not worthy. I needed, I needed people around me in the church, especially saying we value you and God values you. And you are not alone in this deep, 
depression or this darkness that you think you're in and your life is worth something. And instead it was all focused on my clothes and what sports I was playing. And it just seemed so surface, so just not important Because I also had a very strong belief from the time I was a child that God was with me always. That no matter if I was a Sunday morning or or at at school in the middle of the week, that God was walking with me. And I I'd been taught that. And so for me, if I was at church on Sunday in jeans and I was at churches or I was at school in jeans, God was the same God and I was the same Carista. Right. And so that stuck with me. It really, really stuck with me. Excuse me. And so I always kind of searched for kind of the different, I guess, the the place where I could be who I was and I could know that God loved me and the other people around me felt that. And so um, it's interesting because I've served in, in traditional churches and I love them. I love and I know that that there is a need for them for some people. Um, but when we started planting Connection Church, we really wanted to do it differently because our hope and our goal was not to get a bunch of other church people to come and hang out with us. Our goal was that people who didn't have any faith background or who maybe had been hurt by the church, which is a very big reality. Mm-hmm. We could do a whole nother podcast on that. Yeah. Prob- um, and we probably should. <laughs> um, but my goal, our goal as a church planting team was that we would cross those walls that we would not be the people who kept putting up barriers. Mm-hmm. We would not be down. the, yeah, we would not be the people that, that said, Oh, if you wear this, then you can't come here. Or if you believe this, you can't come here. Our hope, our hope and our goal was that we would be people who would w- take those walls, push them aside and walk over them. And that we would be able to invite people in to belong to a community of faith that maybe they're not even sure they believe in Jesus yet. Maybe they haven't encountered his love yet. Maybe they don't even really know what the Bible says and they're just kind of questioning. Curious. <coughs> Sorry. <It's> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I scared Jade. That's all right. Um, but maybe if we offered a place where people could walk in on a Sunday morning or a Thursday night or into our homes even mm-hmm. and feel like, Oh, I'm welcome here. We're just having a conversation. And it doesn't matter what I'm wearing. It doesn't matter what I'm wearing. It doesn't matter that um, I, you know. Maybe they smell like smoke. I know. They smell like cigarette smoke or they were drunk last night or whatever. Maybe they have tattoos all over them. (laughs) Oh, they do. And I hope they do. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I'm I'm looking for somebody with purple hair. I think I I may dye my hair purple. (laughs) There you go. And come to church. I had purple hair when I was in college. Yeah, Um, that's cool. And the truth is, is that I just... We believed, um, and I say we because I didn't plant this church alone. There are people that were there and have been there and are there. And we just believed that we had to be those people that um, knock down those walls and not create the walls. And unfortunately, a lot of um, people in church, and again, overgeneralizing. I always want to be careful that I say that because, I mean, I know amazing, amazing people and who are genuinely seeking the Lord and they attend all sorts of churches and all sorts of places. And connection church does not have the, the corner, the corner on the market of, we are the only on the the corner, but (laughs) it is, you know, we're not the the corner of we're the only place that is serving the Lord. Um, that is not true at all. But the truth is, is that (laughs) not everyone feels comfortable walking into a, a 
traditional Sunday service. Yeah. And so I've often, I've often told people, if you are in a church and they say that they have the corner on the market, get up and walk out yeah, because you, you don't want to be there. Yeah. And you may not belong there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and we, we hope that, that people will feel like they belong. And I, I hold the belief that, um, to belong, to belong in relationship with the people of God, you don't have to be a person who says, I believe in God yet. Right. Um, because I really believe that God's love is, um, and his Holy spirit is going to move and will talk to you because right. once again, it goes back to the fact that I believe that we need and have a relationship with God. And so whatever that searching looks like, we need to create a safe place to be that and that's, do that. That's a very cool. And I, I think that's what, Amy and I definitely feel that, and uh, and it is interesting to see um, different people that respond to that. Yeah, and and I'm glad for that because I think um, I think there's a lot more people out there that would would really enjoy what's going on there, and of, of course, I believe so. And there, I think there are churches like this yes. in a lot of places, yep. mm-hmm. but they're not advertising on billboards and stuff like. That. It's more of a Let's well, invite somebody we're, personally. We're not attractional. We're not right. the attractional church model the, at all. It's yeah, not. It's not and the in big fact, event kind of thing. Right. And and in fact, if you talk to people that come to Connection Church who are part of the Connection Church community, um, they're not gonna. The first thing they're gonna do is not invite you to church. The first thing they're gonna do is get to know you. They'll be your friend. They're gonna be your friend because we we believe that. Jesus was a friend of sinners. Yeah. And so if we're going to do what he does, then we need to be friends of people who are sinners. And I'm a sinner. Like, you know. Well, and, and I think, too, that it's it's fascinating to me how many times people that go to church, and I used to do this, would use church as a as a uh, a tool in their arsenal yeah. to get somebody to hear about God because they themselves didn't want to take the time. Right. To get to know somebody or care about them, so they just bring them to a big event, and hopefully they would hear a message. Yeah. But you know that is not really that effective. I mean, no. Maybe Mm-mm. a few people will come to God there that are. way. Oh yeah. But but by far, <laughs> I, I'd even go to say over ninety percent of the people come to the Lord in a in a way that is relational because somebody cared about them oh, and their totally friend and they got to talk to their friend or they witnessed a lifestyle. I totally you know? agree. Yeah. I think that's, it's far. Well, I think yeah, we spend all the money in these oh, big churches. Yeah. <laughs> we spend all this money on the big attraction mm-hmm. and, and they'll, you know, razzle dazzle. But yeah. really a lot of times we're just recycling people that have already gone to church and yeah. it's not really, it's just like who can offer the bigger and better thing. Right. Instead of that heartfelt, this is how you really live for God. This yeah. is a, you know, we really do care about you. You're not a number. Right. You're not just somebody who ties. You're, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's different. Well, and I think part of it too is that, um, relationally, like if we're going to have a relationship with people, that means that we can get hurt. Yeah. And you when it. you, when you enter a community like Connection Church, it's understood that there's a give and take trust there. Right. And it's understood that, you know what? You're in my life now. Right. And, and everyone has varying degrees of relationship in connection church. There are, there are all sorts of different relationships and we have a pretty diverse group of people for being, um, a single female pastor. We have quite a few young families. We have some older, um, people coming. We have some singles. We have some single again. I mean, we have all sorts coming which I love. And, um, it's not all women either. And, um, I think that part of it is that we've said when you, when you're going to have a relationship with people, when you're going to say that what we value is the, 
the community of faith, the kingdom of God, and that Jesus had relationship with people, so we will. What happens too sometimes, and, and why people in maybe more traditional settings use like their church as that evangel- evangelizing tool, right. is that it insulates them from harm. Because if you... They, they won't be rejected. Right, I'm not the rejecting. Church be, the church might be rejected, them. but I'm not reject, b- mm. being rejected. Right. And I think sometimes too, it also is a second thing in that we invest in relationships and we as Christians, we may not say it, but a lot of times we hold the belief that, well, at a certain point you're going to get saved and then we'll just continue and we'll disciple. Well, what if, what if my friend that I've invested in never decides to believe that God is God and never accepts Jesus? Will I still be their friend? Will I still be their friend? And I think that some people can't answer yes. And I would agree with you. I, I hope I can answer yes. I hope that I can be friends with people no matter what their belief system, no matter where they're at. I hope that they'll encounter Jesus because his love is so amazing and so changing. But if they don't ever, I believe that I'm called to be their friend. That as I faithfully walk out what I'm supposed to be walking out in my life, faithful to the Lord and faithful to his kingdom, then there are going to be people in my life that I have to invest in and love and know that there is not an ulterior motive. I want to share God's love, but not as like the agenda. I want to share God's love because God's love has changed me. Why do I not want to share something that is amazing? And that is a revelation that I got about, what, what, about three years ago or so. And part of it was becoming um, friends with people uh, in an internet uh, forum that I'm on that, uh, talks about star trek and science fiction Fantastic. and i met i met all these just really cool people and i realized that um you know i had really i'd isolated myself for a long time mm. and yeah. i and i and and i all of a sudden realized that it wasn't it's almost uh it's a wrong kind of thinking to think that well the only reason i'm going to be friends with somebody is to lead them to god and get them to go to church yeah that's not really a good that's not really how well, it works. And no. then we were so busy doing church stuff that we had no friends outside of church. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. so you know, it was I mean, a real revelation when I realized, of... you know what, I can be friends with somebody who may never, ever come to the conclusion that, that God is real. Mm-hmm. And, and be good friends with them and care about them. And, all, and, and mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get these folks that are on this forum or mm-hmm. who listen to our podcast. I'm not trying to get them to say this nifty little prayer. If they did, that'd be great. But that's not my, my goal is not to do that. My goal is exactly what you just Mm -hmm. said. Amy and I's goal is to share what God has done in our heart and in our lives and bring that reality home and let people know that if they want that, they can have it too. They they can know God. We can still be friends with them (laughs) whether they accept that or not, because God's love is unconditional. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's the kind of love we're supposed to have. And boy, you know, that was a, that's a big difference. It is a big difference. To what I used to do. Yeah. It's a big difference. And you know who I always think about when I think about like my relationships with people that way is um, Jesus and Nicodemus because they had a relationship mm-hmm. and Nicodemus came to him at night and there's all sorts of stuff that happened there. But Nicodemus didn't stand there and say, when Jesus said, you must be born again, he didn't go, oh, okay. He went, right. what? How can a man be born again? Yeah. And he walked away. Mm-hmm. And Jesus let him. And I really believe that Jesus still loved him, mm-hmm. still cared for him. I mean, Jesus 
continued on his path and went and that, to the that's cross. That's where we get that the big famous verse, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world. Well, yeah, that's where it comes from, yeah. from that passage yep. when he was talking to Nicodemus. And it's a huge verse. Yeah, huge. it is a big deal. And yeah, so very, I always think about that. But yeah, I think that part of it, why Connection Church is different is we really do care about people. We really do. And we're kind of viewing it as we're in this life together. We're in so the same we boat. Folks. We are. Yeah, we are in the same boat. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I I was blessed a couple Sundays ago. Maybe this happens more often. I just don't know. Don't notice. But we, there's little neighborhood kids that kept on look, look in the window, look in the window. And um, the physical building that we meet in is like it looks like a Starbucks. Yeah. Or a coffee mm-hmm. shop. Maybe not as fancy as a Starbucks, no, but you know, um, you know, like an inner city coffee mm-hmm. shop kind of look. And um I mean it's painted nice and everything. So it's cool. Um, but <laughs> the little kids after a while wandered in and then you see them wandering over to the, the donuts and cookies donuts, yeah. and taking some and then going checking out what the kids are doing in the side room and then yeah. coming back mm-hmm. and getting some more cookies and I thought <laughs> You know what? How neat. Because how many other churches that I've been into that, you know, they'd have ushers and making the kids sit down all the time. You can't have that cookie. Yeah. Yeah. No, not right (laughs) now. The preacher's (laughs) Don't disturb the pastor. Yeah. You know, and I appreciate the fact that kids aren't an inconvenience there. Yeah. That kids can be there. They can, you know, walk around. Sometimes they run around. Run through. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, I appreciate that because I can just picture Jesus welcoming the kids. Yeah. And he wouldn't say, no, you have to sit down or we're going to beat you if you don't sit still. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I just think that's cool. Yeah. So I cool. just had to put my two cents in there. Okay, Carista, you, you said earlier or maybe on last week's podcast that – you're 30 32 32 years old you have you have a you feel like you're called to to introduce people to Christ and to mm-hmm. talk and teach about him and 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 to care about people and to organize caring about people and yep. and bring groups of people together if you could share the most the thing that burns the most in your heart cuz all of us have passions we all have Mm -hmm. certain things that just make us tick if you were going to share that that spiritual part of you what would you say is the thing that burns the most in your heart um i think it comes from a really personal place of my journey but i would say that um god really does love you that god really does value you um he created you and he wants relationship. I, and, and I know that a lot of times that may sound so simple, but it's so hard when we're faced with people who stand up as I'm speaking for God and then they're mean mm-hmm. or they're, 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 they say they're telling the truth in love, but really they're telling their portion of the truth really hard and mean. And, and I know that, that, um, I'm a, it's really funny for me to come to this place at, at 32 years old where I am finally understanding the love of God, the, the grace of God, because, um, I'm a very much, um, 
kind of justice oriented. This is right. And this is wrong. I'm a firstborn child. Okay. And I am totally typical type a personality. Like something is right. And something is wrong. There's not like this gray gray area area in the middle. Um, very justice oriented type person. And to realize that God's justice comes out of his love and to realize that, um, just because um, a person does something wrong doesn't mean they have less value. Um, that that whole kind of like God has just kind of awakened in me this relationship that is so much more than just a sen- like just saying I believe this. You know, it's it's more than the creeds. You know, it's more than right. it's because he he cares and um, he wants to have relationship with us. And so I think what burns in me is just that, that you belong to God. Like he, we, we are all searching. It's funny. I just got a new album and I'm listening to it. And, um, the, the singer is talking about how we are all looking for a place to belong. And I was like, that is so true. And the album is fantastic. Um, but that statement Everyone, I mean, it just even just look at teenagers or little kids or any person. When you walk into a room, what do you do? You look for the place where you belong in that room even. Where do I fit? Mm-hmm. And as someone who felt for a long time that I never belonged, and as someone who is tending to um, kind of pave a path that other people haven't walked on yet, which seems such a weird thing for me because I never was that trailblazer person. Just didn't. Excuse me. <laughs> I just didn't, I didn't set out to do that. Um, but to realize that we have value and God values us and loves us and, and to have come that far in my life and realize that, um, his justice is about love and his, the, the reason he does those things or he wants certain things to happen is because he loves us and, it's a, I don't know. That's what burns in me right now. That's what's just really, um, pushing me, uh, to do all that I do is just that relationship. Yes, dear. Um, I wanted to know, have you always been a believer or did someone lead you or show you or convert you or however Mm -hmm. you talk about it? Did someone help you find that faith? Um, I actually have to be honest with you. Um, when I, I have, I, I will tell you, I can't remember a time that I didn't believe. I can't remember a time that I didn't trust God, that I didn't love him, that Jesus wasn't real, that the Holy Spirit moving in my life wasn't real. Um, and that was a really weird thing because in our logical, we want to assess put things. A, we want to we put, a, put a date on it. Right. Um, any applications I ever had to fill out for like, cause I went to Christian schools, Christian colleges, um, any applications, like when I put in my licensing stuff with the network, mm-hmm. they, everything, everyone they wants want a, a date. date of mm-hmm. when you got saved. Um, and so, or when you believed, uh, you know, when you, um, gave accepted Jesus, God, gave right. your heart to the Lord. However, whatever phrase you want to, <laughs> right. to, to say, Saved, born they want again, that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. you, <laughs> but the thing is, is that I, I remember being, I was, it was when I fir- first filled out my application for, um, the first school I went to, uh, NCC Northwest Christian college in Eugene. I remember saying, I don't remember. 
when I was did saved. they question you on it? No, what I what I did was I just picked a date. I know <laughs> it sounds horrible, and I, now yeah. I feel like I I I've feel kinda, like I've kind of done had to, that though too because I had of to growing up in it. In the yeah. faith, too. I, I yeah. had sometimes, I just chose the time that I made, like, a, a public confession. Yeah. As the, when I was nine, mm-hmm. I, you know, raised my hand mm-hmm. and prayed with an evangelist at church. But I, my whole life, I exactly. prayed every night when I went to bed. Right. I talked to God. I, I had a relationship with God from infancy. So mm-hmm. it is hard to say. And at first I felt like maybe I'm lying. Because I just picked, um like, I think I decided, because I remember... At six years old, I can remember being in a church service and saying like what they call a sinner's Sinner's prayer. prayer, Okay. So I remember that. But here's the thing is like, I'm not joking you. I got like saved. I said the sinner's prayer every week, you know? So like, I remember just saying, okay, so six years old, it was like 1985. So in September of 1985, I gave my heart to the Lord. And I remember that just became like for every application I've ever done. Wasn't that the year you graduated (laughs) here? Don't say that. <laughs> that's horrible. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to. Oh, man, that's funny. Um, you were five when I graduated. <laughs> yeah, so I, but no, I remember. <laughs> that's so funny. We could be your parents if uh, we were very naughty children. That's true. If we were naughty children. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's so funny. Well, my parents are very young. They were, they were 20 when I was born. And wow. so, um, but it, yeah, I just remember picking a date and, and I remember thinking at 18, like, is that wrong that I know, know when I was saved? Right. Like it was, I mean, it was a big deal. It was a big right. deal. And right. I, I came to this place just a couple of years ago of realizing like, well, everyone's walk is different. And some people have that, like, this was the day I have a friend who has an amazing story. Um, and he can tell you seven years ago, um, his name's Jason and he said he was going to listen. So hi, Jason. Um, <laughs> but he, he, he told a story to connection church. He came down and spoke. He's a pastor and, I remember, um, he can, he can tell you on this day, I accepted the Lord. Like, and before that he had been an atheist. Mm -hmm. And so like, I was like, that's awesome. But I have always had kind of this process in my life of, I've just always been serving the Lord. And so it was just a really interesting problem to have. Yeah, it I really think, is. I think I, I can really relate. I don't know that Rick can relate. Because no, because guess what I have in my hand? Look at this. I'm what handing I'm handing this to Carista. Read read to everybody what you have in your hand. Okay, I love that it has a number. You were number 1941. Yep. General admission Saturday, September 21st, 1985. Are you joking? That's fantastic. That's the ticket stub. I have a feeling that <coughs> September 21st is the date I may have just put on my thing. Where Isn't were that you? Funny? Where were you? I was I was actually a youth pastor. Not say that's fantastic. That I love did not, it. I didn't know God. I love was, it. I was at the Presbyterian Church, and I took a group of twenty kids up to a Christian rock concert. Who was and, it? Uh, it was Daryl Mansfield, and then the other group was called the Servicemen. And we almost left after the first band because they sucked so bad. Uh oh. And but we stuck around. Hopefully they got better. And <laughs> they rocked our face off. They were fantastic. <laughs> And I went, you know, he asked everybody to sit down. There was about 3,000 or so there, and we all sat. It was a PLU's uh, auditorium. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw uh, Rebecca St. James there. There you go. Okay. So, we're, so we're all sitting on this I saw hard, Barry Maguire there. Ooh. <laughs> hard floor, and this guy with long stringy hair and leather pants uh, started to share about God wow. uh, in between his heavy metal set of music. Fantastic. And uh, 
he started to say, he said this prayer and asked if we if any of us well he shared basically what he shared was there was a heaven there was a hell and that god wanted us in heaven and he shared it in layman's terms like we're talking right now mm-hmm. and it was very non-threatening it was just very real and warm and and i'll never forget now i i say this was the day i i, I did say the right. prayer when yeah. he, he said this sinner's prayer yep and uh, half the kids and then he asked us all to come down forward if to the front of the auditorium if we had said that prayer. No, well, I didn't go because I was scared and embarrassed, and you know. And, but my heart was pastor. yeah, the youth <laughs> My heart was beating out of my chest, mm-hmm. so I knew something was going on. Yeah. But you know what? It's really interesting. I, I say it was that date that I did it, but really there was a lot of things that had gone well, on in my life to get me to that point. Well, yeah. and one thing that Rick didn't even remember. Okay, he wasn't raised in church, mm-hmm. but when he shared this story to his sister, she said, no, Ricky. Ricky. <laughs> Ricky. That's fantastic. No, Ricky, don't you she remember? She wrote that on my birthday card, too. Ricky. Don't Ricky. you remember when we were at the fair as kids, oh. and we went inside and sat on the little hay bales in the little story booth? You were three years old, and I remember you prayed and asked oh. Jesus into and your heart. And I don't heart. remember that. Yeah. And he didn't go to church mm-hmm. until he was 18, 19 years old yeah. when he became... So, yeah. so you guys but you guys he, were in it all your life. I didn't yeah. get to it until I was a... But he didn't a, remember This is a, right after oh, yeah. I graduated from high school. God had his hand on him. Oh, yeah. But you know what? I had a girlfriend in 1984, when, my senior year of high school, that... Um, was a Christian and mm-hmm. her family went to church. They tried to get me to go, and of course, I was no way. <laughs> but she uh, gave me a Larry Norman um, oh, cassette Larry Norman. tape. This is how old I am. I love cassette Larry tape Norman. and Res Band, Resurrection Band yeah. cassette tape, and a Petra cassette tape. Petra. Yeah, it was yes. uh, uh, one of my first concerts, by the way. We are strangers. We <laughs> <Yes>. are aliens. <laughs> I, re- I went to the Beat the System tour. World. Yes, thank you very much. Oh, mine was. I got to see them. Yeah. I saw Petra oh. too. Somewhere. But anyway, that's that's yeah. how I came. I, that, the, God started working on me through music. And then when that's I took fantastic. the kids. I gave my heart to God on that day. So I actually have a date that I can tell you. And it was pretty spectacular. I mean, no fireworks went off. Yeah. But I certainly, my life changed from well, that point Well, it changed. On. And that, I think that's why we want the date. Like, you know. So we can what say. What changed before and after, you right. know. Um, and that was a struggle for me, I think. I wish. A lot. I wish I was like you guys, though. And, and a lot of people say that to me. And and for a long time, I couldn't see the value in that. Oh, like, gosh. And, and once again... What a great testimony. I never have to not know him. Right. And and with my skewed view of what was valuable, you know, I, I struggled with that because, right. well, I don't have this big, like, I was this and then I was this. It was always, Lord, whatever well, you want to do. Especially when you grew up in churches that valued the testimony mm-hmm. right you know, yeah. oh yeah Pre- preach going, it sister i'm yeah. going i, I struggled Amy. with the mm-hmm. same thing because you know so where was, was your testimony like what yeah. was that yeah, okay yeah. i i've been going to church since nine i know some people that made things up i know i know yeah. people that made yeah. things up just because they felt out. which and then there's just an issue with lying and yeah. integrity and you're like wait a second i'm trying to make myself seem like i had a cooler yeah. before sin story like <laughs> yeah. why is that you know but the thing is is that i remember i never really valued this and understood it until i was in college at, at southwestern again i was a part of a uh, drama group um for there were four of us just all girls and we wrote our own dramas wrote our own stuff and we went and ministered in churches and stuff and so one of the dramas we wrote was literally the four of us each took 
our own testimonies, but by the grace of God was the beginning. And we said, but by the grace of God, this is what I would have been. And so I was able to tell my testimony and, and realize like I had some, something like God had done things in my life and that Mm -hmm. there was a story there and it was so important. Um, because I was able to speak to girls that the other girls couldn't speak to. They had a different story and our Mm -hmm. stories affect each other. Our, our lives, what we've gone through, that's, that's the heart of where God is. I mean, he's, he's in the midst of that and he's telling that story through us. So, well, if you go from Genesis to Revelation and the Bible, the Bible is about people's stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get a little closer to your microphone, dear. The oh. Bible is about people's you're, stories. Fine. Amy, I'm like, Amy's, am I okay? I'm, yeah, I'm always getting in trouble for not talking <laughs> loud enough. It's all right. Okay. So. If, let's just for a moment think, if money wasn't an object, mm-hmm. you didn't have to worry about what the budget was, what came in or whatever. Mm-hmm. What would you do for God, Krista, if you didn't have to worry about money at all? Um, there's, it's a twofold kind of answer. Cause I've thought okay. this through first, if n- money were no object or I didn't have to worry about it at all, um, I would be doing what I'm doing. I mean, I, I, we would be doing different things or some more things. One of the things that I love about connection church right now is we're kind of becoming a, um, colony of artists in some ways. Like we have some really creative and talented people, mm-hmm. um, coming, and I would love to be able to give them a platform. I would love to be able to um, not just say like, hey, um, come and perform, but more like, hey, how can your art shape the kingdom? And and so like one of the things that is a dream of mine that I hope to be able to do eventually with Connection Church anyways um, is to have art nights where people just come and they can play their music and they can paint their paintings and they can encourage one another with the story through their art. Like what is this saying about God and inviting people in who are artists who don't really have a a faith story yet, but they can tell a story and how does that honor God and how Mm -hmm. does that um, affect the community? Because I believe that artists are really important to what God is doing. That creative aspect of us, the image of God in us is a creative one. And Mm -hmm. so um, I would love to see that happen. Another thing is I would love to be able to give people jobs. I'm not just like ministry, like pastor jobs, but like I would love to be able to have that coffee shop running Um, because we have, we have people in this community who need work. And so to be able to provide jobs for people would be a huge, I think a huge ministry. I really do. I'm, I I think that when you meet people's physical needs, they can hear from God. And, and so to be able to have a, a ministry that, or a, a place where we would have jobs available for people, whether they are part of connection church or not. And also, um, be able to create places for people to be, I mean, just, yeah, I mean, there's just so much that I would love to do at connection church. Cause I think that we could have multiple meeting sites and multiple places where people are feeling welcome and belonging and having needs met, um, and having, um, just being encountering God. And so, yeah, so that's kind of, that's that part, you know, of connection church. And then personally, if money were no object, um, I, I'm working on my master's degree. I've talked about that and I feel very confident and very, um, sure that in my future, and it's not a short term, this is a very, very long term, um, I'll work on my doctorate. 
And part of the reason for that is I really want to be a mentor to women in ministry. And I want to be able to pave the way for women who feel that call so that they don't have to face some of the things that I've had to go through. Um, and so to get my doctorate and, and work on studying the biblical passages and also studying theology and culture and, um, being able to teach that at a university would be something that I would love to do, but that's like way down the line. (laughs) That's fantastic. And I want to (laughs) travel. Great. Okay. This isn't on here either, but, uh, here we go. One of the last questions I'm going to ask you is this. Mm -hmm. What would you say to the woman who is listening right now to this podcast that either for one reason or another doesn't feel adequate, doesn't feel needed or wanted in the church, um, maybe has been hurt by, by men in the church or by men in general, what would you say to them if they're listening right now? How would you encourage them um, in their relationship with God and their life? What would you say to them right now? Um, hmm. I think that I would say, number one, you are valuable. Like that's just a lie that you're not. Um, and no matter what men or other women or other people have done to you, um, you have the choice to say, I'm going to find my identity in Christ because I think that's where it starts. And if you feel that there's like that thing, that, that fire inside your bones that cannot, you can't get rid of it. Like I need to be serving God. I need to be seeking him. I need to be having a relationship with him. First, it starts with that relationship with him, building it daily. But second, it starts with you saying, I am committed to do whatever God calls me to do, no matter what anyone else says. And I think that's how I've gotten where I'm at. Actually, no, it is. Um, I have kind of this really one track like mind of if God tells me to do something, I'm going to do it and I'm not going to rest until it's done. And so um, I think you have to come to a place where you say what matters is what God says. Not that you don't listen to other people. There are plenty of people that I listen to. We need accountability in our lives. And I listen to a lot of people who have my back and who love me and value me and want me to succeed. But the truth is, is that at the end of the night, at the end of the day, when I lay down my head, it is about what God thinks. It is about what he wants for me. And if he said tomorrow, Carista, you know, he said to me, you're going to lead connection church. And I said, you're crazy. And we had a conversation, (laughs) but the truth is, is that he wants me to be where I'm at and I'm going to be there and I'm going to be in that place until he tells me to go someplace else. Would you, okay. I have another question now, but would you, would you pray for the women that you just talked to? Yeah. Go ahead. Go Mm -hmm. for it. Lord, I thank you so very, very much for your gracious hand upon my life and upon the lives of each and every woman who is listening to this podcast who has that call, has that that certainty inside them that says, I want to serve the kingdom. I want to serve God. I pray right now, Father, that first you would remove the the lies. I pray that you would strip away all the hurt and pain of years past, God, that that chip that sometimes builds on our shoulder, God, would be knocked off. And Lord, I just pray right now that your Holy Spirit would minister to these women, 
that you would give them hope, that you would give them strength, that you would show them your love for them and let them understand that they have value to your kingdom. Whether they have a title or whether they are ministering in the the trenches, Lord, whatever the call you have on their lives, I pray that you would fulfill it in their lives. Give them determination, Lord. Give them determination that no matter what the the naysayers may say, that they are going to follow Jesus as closely as they can. And God, I pray that they would be dedicated and determined to follow you humbly, Lord. You have shown us, God, what you desire. You want us to walk humbly with you, to love justice, and just to seek after you, Lord. And I pray that we would be women who would do that. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Very nice. All right. Now, of course, this question or this this statement would come and question would come right after that. What do you say to the men that are in charge and Mm -hmm. that are in ministry positions? Um, What do you say to them? Um, If they take a a negative view of women in ministry, I would say um, stop for a moment and reevaluate your grasp on power your view of power, your view of control, and really ask, what are you afraid of? Is it that you feel that you are going to have something taken away from you if women are allowed and given position to be in in ministry and in leadership? And if you're a man who, maybe you don't even thought about it. Maybe it's just, I mean, because there's a lot of guys that they just don't see it, and that's okay. Not everyone sees it, but if you're a guy who's maybe you haven't seen that prejudice or you haven't seen that treatment of women, start asking yourself and asking God if, if you maybe need to be a be- better voice. Maybe you need to be that guy opening the door. Maybe you need to be the one who's saying, wait a second, I think we need to treat our sisters better. And um, I have one thing I want to say to the ladies, though. If you have been hurt or if you feel called into ministry, do your best to be humble and do your best to not be angry. Because part of the reason that the that women get some of the flack they do is that men men look at them and all they see is an angry feminist and it just turns them off. I mean that's uh, they're just done. They just I don't want to listen to another woman, you know, who's mad at the world because of whatever. Right. And so just don't be angry. Don't be that angry person. Be humble and just know confidently that that's what God wants you to do. And um for all of us, we need to just be humble enough to say, like, we just want to seek God first and put him first and what he wants. So I'm Very hoping cool. that that is good. <laughs> what about the, what about the men who are supporting and opening the doors? Thank you. Yeah. I mean, really, uh, I can't. I mean, I, I want to list every name of every man that has done that for me. And there are, there are so many because... I wouldn't be who I am today without those guys in my life. And that's, that's really encouraging to hear yeah. because I think sometimes we hear all the negative stuff. We do. But we mm-hmm. very rarely hear the positive part, which you are really a, a testimony to the positive part. Yeah. I had a, I have a friend, actually, Jason, I mentioned him earlier, but he said, Krista, it's amazing to me because you've had people who've said things to you, you know. But it but hasn't you, stopped you. It hasn't stopped you. You haven't hit the glass ceiling, he yeah, said. Yeah, that's awesome. And he... he he was like, that's, you can speak to that. So that's very yeah, cool. Very and by the way, I do know the name of the guy that came up to you in preaching class. Oh, really? His name is Lou. 
Lou Siffer. Oh, thank you. And, uh, and uh, I'm glad you didn't listen to yeah. him because yeah. he's a jerk. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Okay, I had to be corny. See, I'm corny. Sorry. It's fantastic. You're very, you're very punny. Very punny. Nice. Sorry. Carista, thank you for being a guest on our show. Oh, and, thank you. Um, thank you for loving our family and mm-hmm. for standing up for what is right. And, you know, I appreciate the fact that you love God in the midst of all the craziness. And uh, that's um, that's important to me and my family. So mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you. And thank you especially for the input that you've had in my daughter's life. Mm. You, I love Catherine. She, she's fantastic, and she really loves you, and, and you've spoken a lot of really good things into her life, and we appreciate that, don't and, we, dear? Yes, we do, and I have to say a, a quick, really funny little thing. I, I'm thinking this is the first time that I've ever had a pastor in my life that I felt comfortable text messaging back and forth. <laughs> I, I, I I was at a women's retreat a couple of weeks ago, and I, and I had like a slight emotional disturb. Well, more than slight emotional disturbance mm-hmm. in my life and in my heart. And I'm like, Krista, you- please pray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going. That's so cool that I. I feel, you know, I pr- I don't know that I would have done that if I had a guy pastor. Yeah. And, I mean, that's one advantage for me, <laughs> you know, because I don't know. I you mean, had a great disturbance cool. in the forest as if <laughs> I had a millions of people <laughs> cried out all at once and then were silenced. Yeah, mm-hmm. my my heart was crying oh. out pretty loudly. Yeah. And hey, you know what like, I like about nice. our pastor? What? I like the fact that she likes science fiction i love science fiction oh my gosh it's so funny i'm so stuck on doctor who right now there you go i'm not joking and battles you, you just Alaska. made a bunch of our listeners <laughs> oh, very happy they can yeah. be my friends they're, yeah. they're, um, they're in, a lot of our friends are in a doctor who they haven't converted me yet they're oh, gonna but. they're just i'm about going to, to. Convert me that's yet. that's what's gonna happen we're gonna we're gonna sit down and watch this yeah i want to watch the last I, two seasons of i've it. seen oh. a, i've seen a couple and it just reminded me too much of the power ranger villain you no know, you didn't oh. see the Oh, yeah. You know, they're they're kind of like space aliens that are like B sci fi monsters, and I'm going, I love it. (laughs) All right. I guess we're digressing here. Yes, we are. uh, um, I think it'd be really fun. Would you be willing down the road to come back? Um, I I wrote down um, maybe uh, be on the show again and talk a little bit about what what the word outreach means because. I think that's been really abused in mm-hmm. our society, and a lot of people, a lot of people that don't go to church, are like, "Oh gosh, don't get me around some of those outreaches." Blah yeah. blah. Mm-hmm. You know, another thing we talked about that might be a future program mm-hmm. um, is what it's like to be single in today's. Oh, great idea! Um, yeah, because great a lot of idea. times, a lot of churches, you see these big mega churches, and they have. Um, you know, a lot of ministry is towards families. Right, you know? right, right. And they say, well, yeah, we're well, not complete if you don't have... That's yeah. a, 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 oh, let's talk about that. Not, <laughs> even, yeah. even though there are scriptures where Paul says yeah, that know. it was better for you to be single if, you know, if you can. Well, I would love and, to. And also, um, I'm sure... I just Kathy uh, is my one of my oh, best friends, and be she's great. single, and she's in the church and and ministering the church as well. She's and not a, a pastor, Bible but she's too. yeah, she's, she's amazing, great. and yeah. um, she has something to say. We actually are um, working together on like kind of a, a project, presentation. a presentation or a book of some sort. It's great about uh, being single in and the th- church. And then the other thing I think would be interesting down the road here, a ways, is to talk to people that have been hurt in church. Yes. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'd probably call the series Hurt in Church. Yeah. 
and and uh, talk a little bit about some of your views on how do you how do you get through that and how to get past mm-hmm. that because I know for us um, you know we feel safe at, at connection just because we know you understand yeah mm-hmm. but there's a lot of places people don't feel safe at right and mm-hmm. p- part of it is trust issues part of it's a lot of other things but yeah that would be an interesting program yeah i would that would be really interesting because i, I think to talk about that i all the time talk to people that listen to our podcast that have gone to church at one point in their life but mm-hmm. because something goofy happened they or right they'd said forget it i ain't going well, back there it's really interesting because connection church has become a place where if yeah. you've been hurt you're welcome yeah. and i and you know that it's it a, wasn't cool on like thing. it's not on like the disclaimer at the bottom like oh we're a bunch of broken people right. but we really are <laughs> right. and that's okay <laughs> yeah exactly yeah it's a good so, place to be if if you're allowing god to put the pieces back together yeah well thank you again carista for being on thank the program you. uh god bless you in the ministry at connection church and if people want to find out more about you and the church they can go to connectionchurch.com mm-hmm. that's right um, and the services are at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning, on Sunday morning in 120, 120 West Curtis, West, I keep in forgetting. Aberdeen. Yeah, yeah. West Curtis in Aberdeen. I just have lived here all my life. So I just know where we it is. We just know where it is. It's yeah. over there. Uh, over there. Across it's the on bridge. the sharp yeah. corner. After after the bridge. <laughs> so, the if you pass the flashing yellow light, you've gone too far. You've That's what I always far. tell That's people. Right. That's right. And then, then seven o'clock on Thursday nights and seven o'clock on Thursday nights. Okay, great. Thank you again. Thank you. such a lot of um well it was a blessing and a lot of fun to have krista in the, our home and have the interview oh <laughs> i look over and my co-host isn't even there she's not in her chair i'm sitting here talking away and i look over and my wife isn't there well i guess while i'm waiting for her to get back that's hilarious uh i want to say again thank you to krista for coming in to our home and uh and sharing her heart. I thought that was a, a very, very good information, and I hope everybody got a lot out of it. Look, at we are going to be doing a special thing. I looked over, and you weren't there. It was hysterical. Uh, okay. And I just started recording. Yeah. Um, we we <laughs> want to do a special Thanksgiving um, episode coming up. Uh, for us in the U.S., Thanksgiving is on the 24th of November. So probably in a couple of weeks on the 20th, we'd like to do a special special show where we – we again hear from people why they're what they're thankful for this last year. Mm-hmm. So if you are a listener of the program and you'd like to do that, we would love to. Or you just want to share something from your heart of why you're thankful, or one of the reasons that you're thankful, or or why we should be thankful. Whatever you want to do, whatever mm-hmm. you want to share about being thankful, we would love to play that on our program on the twentieth. So if you have it in your heart, all you have to do is record something. And send it to us on MP3 or MP4. You know, if you have an iDevice, like an iPhone or something like that, just record it and send it to email at rick at takehimwithyou.com or amy at takehimwithyou.com, and she'll forward it to me. Mm-hmm. But we would love to put your comments on the show and talk about being thankful. And there is a phone number they can... Yeah, we also have a, a, a voice line if you want to mm-hmm. call in and leave a, a message. You certainly can. In the U.S., I think it's toll-free. Um, or, or I, well, if, if you have long distance on your cell phone, you can call it. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it works. Oh, maybe I should know, huh? Well, anyway, it's 206-414-THWY, which is 8499. So if you want to call our hotline, our hotline, 
T-H-W-Y or 8499-206-414-8499. And if you call that, you can leave um, a comment and we can convert that to MP3 and put it right in the show. And we would love to do that. So if you don't have recordings. everybody has a recording studio in their house. Well, we have a lot of podcaster friends that send stuff in. And a lot of times now, um, people who have iPads or even, I know the... um, iPod Touch. iPod Touch has a microphone now. The yeah, newer ones. The newer ones. And even the older ones, you can put a little microphone in. Well, and we haven't done a clip show in a long time. We've had interviews of people, but we mm-hmm. haven't been uh, getting a lot of comments from people. So we would love to hear from you. If you mm-hmm. listen to Take Him With You on a regular basis, or even if you don't, you just listen once in a while, we would love to hear from you um, on that show. The 20th is going to be our special Thanksgiving show. Love to hear a, a short comment on why you're thankful or why you should be thankful, or why people should be thankful, or whatever you want to say, we'll, you know, within reason. You know, and I think that um, I would like to see a bigger deal be made of Thanksgiving. Oh, I know. We we talked about this last night. We were in line at Walmart to check and out. And everything's Christmas. And and we kind of, you know, here Already. in the United States, Halloween is a big deal, and Christmas is a big deal. So the last time we were in Walmart, it was all Halloween. It was candy everywhere, yeah. and costumes and everything. Now this time, only a few days later. It's all Christmas Everything's everywhere. Christmas. There's nothing about and Thanksgiving anywhere. Yeah, it's just like they skip Thanksgiving, except for the grocery stores that put, you know, like a circular out for buying food. But other than that, it's like... Yeah. And and if we got down to it, we've talked about this before, that really Thanksgiving is one of the only true Christian holidays that we, we really have because the rest have pagan roots and we've just kind of Christianized them. But but Thanksgiving is a day all about being thankful to God. Right. And so we think that's kind of cool to have a day that you just spend the day being thankful to God. But it's, And a lot it's, of people celebrate for different reasons. But yeah. for us, we celebrate being thankful for God. That was the original yeah. intent of that of that holiday. And, you know, sometimes it's just called Turkey Day because that's kind of the emphasis is like eat For us, we call, we call it Thanksgiving. We're going to head up yeah. to my uh, my folks and uh, celebrate with my family this year because we mm-hmm. celebrated with our family, la- with your family last year. Yeah. After 25 years, you just kind of go around to the different places. Yeah, I think when we were first married, and, and I we saw get two, it, yeah. when we were first married and we didn't have kids, we would try to go to everywhere, you know, every holiday. And as we've gotten older, we've just alternated yeah. because it gets too crazy. And yeah. your family moved further away, too. Yeah. So it's yeah. like six hours of driving. Yeah, in one day. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're just we're just thrilled that uh, Thanksgiving is coming up. And even if you live in a country where you don't celebrate Thanksgiving per se like like we do, it still is awesome to count your blessings and to talk yeah. about why you're thankful. So please, if you're a listener of our podcast uh, and you have the means to record or you want to call our hotline at 206-414-8499, we would love to hear why you are thankful. And I'm really, really putting it out there. We haven't had a mm-hmm. clip show in a long time. And they're always very uplifting and special. So please send it on in because people's lives change, and we'd love to hear from you again. Um, you, can you, they you're talking type, about walking? No, typing. Typing. Can people send in a comment on Facebook or email too? If they, if they don't wanted, have the yeah, you know, I might record. ask a question. It won't be so impromptu this time, but might ask a question on Facebook of why you're thankful. But uh, yeah. we'll see. Um, if you want to type an email to us, you can. That's Rick at takingwithyou.com. 
or amy at takehimwithyou.com. Yeah, and you can visit all of our different websites. We have tons of them. If you go to takehimwithyou.com, you'll see the uh, links on the side. So you can go to startrekparodies.com. You can go to artbymoyer.com. You can go to moyermultimedia.com. We've, we've got them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Domain domination. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I think that's everything. So I can say this has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2011, all rights reserved. That is true. I've get I've gotten so good at doing that until we hit 2012, up. and then, then you have to I'll learn it again. I'll probably be messing up because I'll probably yeah. say the wrong year for the first yeah, month or yeah. so. Well, everybody, yeah. thanks for joining us. We've had a great time, and it's always fun to to talk with you. Listen, if you feel like you um, would like to help us out. Uh, we've had a few people in the last, oh, I'd say two or three weeks um, help us with the podcast. Very, very, very appreciated. Uh, they helped financially, which was really mm-hmm. nice, by giving on PayPal. And you just go to, um, well, our PayPal address is rick at takenwithyou.com. But they can go to pay, you can go to our website and click on the, the giving, uh, donate to Rick and Amy, and it'll go right mm-hmm. to us on PayPal. And you can do that with debit card, credit card, whatever. And our, our email, our regular address, our snail mail address is on the website too, takenwithyou.com. Yeah. We live 911 Chico Lane, Aberdeen, Washington, 98520. It's a little cottage in the country, kind of in the country. Kind of in the country. We're, we're halfway in between two towns. So yeah. it's kind of in the country. So until next week, our favorite people have a great week yes goodbye goodbye a little part of me wanted robot robot circuitry a little part of me wanted robot robot circuitry Wanna be a robot, gunslinger cowboy. I wanna be a robot, gunslinger cowboy. I wanna be a robot, gunslinger cowboy, like your Branner. Raise him high. I wanna be a robot, gunslinger cowboy. I wanna be a robot. Gunslinger Cowboy I wanna be a robot Gunslinger Cowboy 